All right, people. We are back with another episode of Unwanted Opinions. It's your girl, KT, and I'm here with uh, this old lady who just had a birthday recently, Reagan. What's up, everybody? Happy to be back. Excited to get episode three to you all. Um, hope you enjoy it. And if y'all missed it, uh, wish Reagan a 47th birthday, because that's how old she turned, just in case anybody was wondering. Don't listen to KT. <laughs> not listen. If there's one thing you should learn from this podcast is do not listen to KT. Oh, man. Y'all should always listen to me. I'm lovable. But we're about to get into this thing. So the WNBA playoffs are tomorrow. Uh, uh, I mean, hey, who would have thought? It came so quick. It came by really quick. The season wound down, and the best eight teams are up in this thing. So, uh, you know, we have the first game played tomorrow. We're one of the first of two games, mini versus Seattle. Seattle, surprise, surprise in the playoffs. Only a surprise because... Sue Bird and, and Brianna Stewart aren't playing, but Seattle is gonna is gonna win this game. I, I feel it. I, I think it. I just don't think Minnesota is as strong as they are, especially not having Maya Moore. They barely made the playoffs as it was. They were pretty much I don't want to say a bottom feeder because that sounds kind of disrespectful, but they were <laughs> definitely a team that was not really expected to go to do anything great with what they had. And uh, I mean Reagan chuckled, but you know Minnesota was not and is not, and probably won't win the championship this year. I said it. Whoever wants to put a target on my back, go for it. Mm -hmm, You heard it here. Minnesota is definitely not winning the championship this year. I don't care what anybody out there feels or thinks. That's just, like I said, there are unwanted opinions for a reason, and that's mine. I just don't see Minnesota do anything, especially with as strong as Seattle's been defensively, and and if Joe Lloyd can get cooking, and if Alicia Clark can get going, I just don't see Minnesota moving past this game. At all. And this is the one and done round. So there's no redeeming yourself after this. Once they lose, it's over. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, uh, the WNBA playoffs, they are a lot different. Uh, so the first couple of rounds are one and done. The first, what, two rounds are first one and two. done. Um, so this Minnesota and Seattle game, whoever wins goes on to the next round. I do agree with uh, KT. Seattle will win this game. I'd be really surprised if they don't. A lot of people thought that, you know, with Brianna Stewart out uh, and, you know, with the realization that Sue Bird isn't going to play for the rest of the season, that they were just going to fall off the face of the earth, which they weren't. They are the defending champions. They won the championship with more than two people. Mm -hmm. They have a pretty decent bench. And what their role players did was they stepped up. Jewel Lloyd, she's not a role player, but she stepped up. Mm-hmm. Jordan Canada, big time. She really stepped up in the absence of Sue Bird. And Natasha Howard, once again, she stepped up. She filled in that role. She could possibly be the defensive player of the year. She stepped up. And all their hard work got them into the playoffs. And now what they have to realize is they have to continue to work twice as hard just to get to the second round. And the other thing about Minnesota is, is like, Yes, I feel Odyssey Sims is a good player, but she can go into these little, like, these weird, uh, like, weird decision-making moments where she just starts shooting everything that she feels is a good shot. And first of all, Odyssey Sims is not really the best when it comes to decision-making and shooting basketball sometimes. And I feel like her best game is when she drives to the basket. I feel like that's where she's dangerous. She's dang- She's She's kind of like... 
you can kind of say her and Chelsea Gray are the same, but Chelsea Gray has a better shot, and Chelsea Gray sometimes makes better decisions with the basketball. But if Odyssey Simpson to get down the middle, she could drive it in. I just I feel like there may be more of a chance. But if she's just sitting there stopping and popping and and and, and just hitting all sorts of jumpers, I just don't feel like it's gonna work for them, especially with the way that Seattle plays. I mean, if you miss if if you miss a shot, Seattle's already got the rebound and they're running. They're a team that likes to run, and I just don't think Minnesota could keep up with them. Speaking of running, uh, Chicago, I, I think that they're going to yeah. beat Phoenix because they like to run. And some people may disagree with me saying that they don't like to run or saying that, you know, they won't beat Phoenix. But I say Chicago's going to beat Phoenix. I'm going to have to disagree with you on the fact that I, I, I can see Phoenix kind of pushing it out a little bit. Phoenix is one of those teams where we've seen it in the playoffs, playoffs like, they'll be the eighth seed and then next thing you know they're in the semis phoenix is a team you definitely can't count out but they don't have done to rossi but at the same time this season we saw that griner and bonner was basically the only two players that they needed but in a sense basketball is a team game and because this is the playoffs and because it's one and done you're going to need a group effort out of everybody for them to even consider possibly beating Chicago. Would I be surprised if Chicago won? No, because I can see them beating this team, but I just feel Phoenix might do it. It's, it's going to be close. I could just see Phoenix squeaking one out, just just out of nowhere, just kind of just causing having and throwing monkey riches in everybody's situation. Now, I'm not a big I told you so person, but... I said Diana Taurasi shouldn't have come back because she sh- could get injured again and it's just not worth it. What happened? She got injured again and it wasn't worth it. But moving on, I mean, I I just, I don't see Phoenix winning this game. I They don't have the guard play to, you know, guard Chicago's quick guards. They can't guard the perimeter either. Yeah. Bad defense. Yeah, and all it takes is Allie Quigley or uh, Vandersloot to heat up, and that's it. And then you have to you have you have people like Diamond too, and, yeah, um, who who's probably in between those two teams, probably going to be the one of the best wings on the floor at yeah. all times. But I still feel like Phoenix can just do some little voodoo or some hoodoo and pull it off. You never know. I mean we've we've Chicago is a fairly young team and a lot of these people have never been in the playoffs before so we don't know if that's going to play a role in them if if nerves are going to get to them if uh just the experience of Phoenix might just be the reason why Phoenix wins this game it's small details like that small stuff like that which could be why Phoenix can pull it off I get that I I really do get that but Chicago has the coach with experience and, and, yes, and I know coaches can't be on the court playing for the team, but they have the coach with the experience. You have to realize True. what Coach Wade has done and what he has on his resume. With that being said, I would I be surprised if Phoenix went out and they won the game? Yes, but would. It shocked me to say that someone on that team, all you have to do is, you know, get in their head and the whole team's mentality is gone. <laughs> like, that's, that's, that's how it goes. You get into one person's head on that team and the team's mentality is shot. Uh, but, but 
is that honestly that could be the referees? I mean, we saw what happened against that game in Chicago when the referee bumped in into a player and ejected the player because he felt the way. So that doesn't necessarily mean a you, you could get into the the player's head from from another player because these refs can get into a player's head and it could exactly. be all over too. Exactly. So unless Phoenix comes out with a stronger mental game, I just don't see it. I, I mean, I, 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 see, I see what you're putting down. I, I can now feel it. And it's okay that you disagree with me, but this is a topic for, for definitely for episode four to see how, I mean, how everything comes out. Because, listen, I got, I feel like, I feel like I got different opinions from you on who's going to win the finals, too. And I, I think I think that's really going to, like, blow everybody over. I mean, obviously, it's too early to tell. We got to see who gets there. But I I have opinions, and I know some people probably going to not be mad at that. Speaking of opinions, did you see the report about the attendance for the WNBA games? Uh, it's crazy to me that Washington is going to semifinals, and they still can't get People, people to, see to show play. up to the game. It's just like you, your team went to the finals last year, and then they're possibly going to go back to the finals this year, and nobody like there's nobody's coming to the games. It's it's kind of ridiculous in a sense. It's it's, it's strange to me too because it feels as if all right, you guys got this great team here. Because let's be real, the Wizards ain't doing nothing like at all. Y'all baseball team ain't doing nothing. So you won't want you don't want to come see the best team in your city. To, to play and possibly bring you guys a championship. I don't understand. I don't I don't know if it's for lack of marketing. I don't know if people are just losing interest. I don't understand, but that was kind of a sad case. You know, I agree with you on that. And I I have my own opinions on the marketing in the in the WNBA <laughs> that we just not gonna get into this week. Yeah. I feel like I, I need a whole podcast from podcast episode um to express myself with that. I, I've, I've seen how you felt about some of that stuff. I understand. I mean, it's, I mean, if you think about it, we literally, like, the league just got their first commissioner. And you're kind of like, how is the league just getting their first commissioner after they've been a league since 97? So there's a lot of work to do on that aspect, but come on, Washington. Y'all got a team that's probably going to the finals and y'all not even showing out. That's wild. That's really wild to me. Uh, but... Speaking of wildness, we're going to talk about one wild man, and that's Antonio Brown. I, I yeah, I know, I know. Ray, Reagan's a not-so-favorite person right now. So it seems all along that Antonio Brown wanted to be a Patriot. Um, there were rumors that the Steelers were trying to – well, it was, it was rumored that he told the Steelers to trade him to New England, but because they're in the same division, they were like, nah, like we're not going to – trade you who's a weapon to another team that's going to kill us we're going to trade you somewhere else but this is the thing if you knew you didn't want to play for the the Raiders in the first place why didn't you just in a very professional way say hey you know I don't want to play here can you please release me and let me go on my merry way and go to who I want to play for instead of just clowning around and and making yourself look bad and and killing the organization and making you a very unlikable person there was so many better ways that he could have went about that I'm glad that you said he's making himself a very unlikable person because in his eyes, he thinks that other people are making him the villain. When in reality, he's the one who chose not to go to practice. 
He's the one that pushed himself out of the Steelers organization. He's the one that pushed himself out of the Raiders organization. And he's the one that complained about not being able to use his helmet, although that was a league issue, not a team issue. So he brought all of this upon himself. At some point, he has to sit down and ask himself, am I the problem or are these organizations really the problem? Because at the end of the day, he is the problem. And I, you know, everyone keeps saying that, oh, he's going to the Patriots. He, he's going to get some act right. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I just, zebras can't change their stripes. And I'm just Ooh, like, deep. Ooh, deep. Look at that. Look at look at Reagan being philosophical. Zebras cake. Yo, that's gonna be my next Instagram caption. It's gonna have nothing to do with the picture at all. <laughs> but it, it no, it but A B, he is when he is serious, is probably one of the best receivers in the league. And it's kind of hard to it's kind of hard to root for a guy who is pretty much to start being a clown. What, what what Monique say when you when you do clownery, the clown comes back to bite, and the clown definitely came back to bite him in words of money. Like, and he signed what was it, like a fifteen million deal this time when he could have had thirty million on the table, but he literally left it. Yeah. So, in, in one sense, you could say, yeah, he's not in it for the money, but I just I don't understand. You do all of this to play for a team. And if anybody knows the the Patriots track record, they do this. They kind of, you could kind of call them second chance players. Like they always end up picking up people who you want to give them second chance. Look at Josh Gordon. He had a lot of substance abuse issues and he's on the Patriots and he's thriving. Like he does well. So in one hand, I can understand. I don't know what's in the water with Bill Belichick in them, but they do make players with who, who essentially want second chances. They do have them playing pretty well, but it's just, I, honestly, I saw it coming. I knew he was going to go to the Patriots. As soon as they said he, they released him, I seen it coming. But the way he did the release, like he's filming it and he's filming conversations with, with him and Gruden. And it's kind of just like all of it was very unnecessary. And it's, it seems like it's almost a show for him. He's not taking any of it serious. He's kind of just like, I'm AB. I could do what I want because people have been telling me I'm so good for this long and I kind of got away with it. And it's funny that you bring up the clown thing. So <laughs> when all of this with AB starts to happen, Shannon Sharp tweeted, he goes, when I said money doesn't change people, it makes you more of what you are. AB is a prime hmm. example. A clown that gets a large sum of money buys more makeup and becomes a bigger clown. Don't That's ask true. why a person chooses to be a clown, but why we keep watching him perform. That's true. It, it's it's one of those situations where we're like, oh, you know, AB's going to make a fool of himself again. Let's see what he does. But he's he's feeding off of that entertainment. He's feeding off of that attention. He wants us to watch his next move. He wants us to say, like, hey, people are watching me, so they must love it. In reality, it's not that we love it. It's just, we, you know, sometimes people like making, they like looking other people make a fool of themselves. Yep. And it's just, it's kind of the, the world we live in. You know, you're going to, it's like a train wreck. You don't want anybody to get hurt, but you can't turn away because you're just like, oh, wow, I've never seen this before. And it's not like an excitement thing. It's kind of like a, well, dang, like I'd never seen this before. I didn't know this kind of thing would happen. So it, it's, it kind of makes you wonder if everything that Bill Roth, Ben Roethlisberger was saying was true. Yep. And, you know, like, you know, he got a lot of flack for that. And it's like, maybe he, maybe we should have listened to when he said it the first time. 
should he have a different approach about how he said it? Maybe. But is he wrong for saying it? No. I mean, I, I don't feel like there's nothing wrong with speaking with how you feel, but I do feel like there's a time and place to speak on how you feel. And I feel like maybe that's the flack that Ben was getting because they're just, you know, you probably could have, you probably should have kept that in house, but he probably wasn't wrong this whole time. Yep. I, I definitely agree there. So, um, Reagan, you're playing fantasy football, right? I am. So, um, do you mind telling us how you did? Did you win? Did you lose? Ty? Ooh, I got my ass, I got my butt handed to me <laughs> on the silver platter. <laughs> Woo! Yeah. Um, I wish I could say the same, but you know, I, I took home a big W this week because of your boy Lamar Jackson. Five touchdowns. Won't do it again though. Because that Miami defense is soft and Miami defense is weak. But I appreciate it. You know, I, I won 120 to like 88 because of him. So whoever I beat in fantasy, I'm sorry, but you had it coming. And the thing is, that, you know, Lamar Jackson wasn't even my first pick. I Like, he was not going to be the quarterback I picked at all. But he was just there. And I said, might as well. And look, at it worked out for me. Dude went off. Okay. You, now, he, he went 17 for 20. 324 yards, five TDs, five, five TDs, things. five of them things, gifts, five gifts, five gifts for that Baltimore Ravens offense. Just gifted that's, them out. That's insane. That's you, insane. You want to know how bad Miami was? They let RG3 come in and score a touchdown. That's how bad Miami was. We haven't heard of RG3's name in I don't know how long. Dude came in and was and had. A, a great game himself and threw for one touchdown. So they let, well, like it was like six, six touchdowns in, in, well, in the air. And I think there was like one or two, you know, when they were running. So Miami just, they, I, I don't know. I feel like they should disqualify themselves for the whole season and regroup and come back next in like next year. Rumors had it that their players think that they should uh, disqualify themselves too. No, but seriously, <laughs> rumors rumors have it that uh, that some of their players have contacted their agents saying that they want out because they don't want to be a part of a tanking team. Uh, I mean, well, the doctors have denied that. They said that they haven't heard anything about that. And, and my my thing is, I don't agree with tanking anyway. I'm I'm too competitive to tank. If we suck, we suck, but we're at least going to try to win. We're going to put some effort into it. Like I just, I don't like tanking. I never like tanking. In any sport, I never like tanking. I just feel tanking's a waste of time. Just go out there and play as hard as you can. If you lose, you lose. I mean, obviously, you want to win some games, but don't tank. I just, tanking is just giving up completely. Have a heart. Like, have some heart. Play your sport. Have some heart when you do it. <laughs> have some heart. Play your sport. <laughs> yeah, have some dignity. Like, don't sit out here and tank, man. Tanking is the equivalent of playing a video game with, like, one of your three-year-old cousins. You know you're going to beat them. It's not even fun. Like, don't don't tank. At least go out there and actually work and try to play the game. If you lose, all right, you lose. But you didn't you didn't try. You know what I'm saying? Like, at least try. Pretend to try. Do something. I agree. I definitely agree with you. I do not like when teams tank. And I just don't, even if it's my own team. And I feel like we, you know, there's no reason for us to, to be out there. I do not like it when teams tank, go out there, give it your all. And at the end of the day, if you end up with the first, you know, first pick in the first couple of drafts, trust the process. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. Trust the process. Joel Embiid. <laughs> so trust the process. 
Nick Nick Foles is out indefinitely after um suffering uh, a a broken clavicle. I don't feel like that makes much of a difference because I don't see the Jaguars. I didn't see the Jaguars making the playoffs anyway. But uh, wh- where where do you feel their hopes for the playoffs are now? Well, I don't know if I necessarily had them making the playoffs, but I had them being competitive because the 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 Jags always have a you know a decent defense. They always have. They probably always will. So. Giving them a weapon like a weapon like Nick Foles on offense at quarterback, and giving them a leader like him, like he's been, you know, he's been mm-hmm. to the top. Mm-hmm. So bringing, yeah, bringing bringing that experience in that should have, and it still could help their offense. So I definitely thought that you know they would be their offense would be better this year, um, but I didn't really have an opinion going into this season on whether or not they would make the the playoffs. I will say Gardner Minshew came in 22 for 25, a sneaky 275 yards Very and two touchdowns. Very As sneaky. Very sneaky. But but can he be consistent though? Because going forward, he probably will be the starter. And as we all know, in NFL consistency, and, and I mean in any sport, but definitely NFL consistency is is a top priority, especially within a quarterback. Yes. Now they did go up and go out and uh, trade for a quarterback from the Steelers. Mm-hmm. So they, they do have a veteran quarterback now, but I saw that um, that they were or that they were considering, you know, continuing to start um, Minju until, you know, further notice. I say go for it. I mean, what is the worst that can happen, barring injury, injuries out, you know, take injuries out. What's the worst that can really happen for this Jaguars team? I mean, you have to take chances. Nick Foles is out indefinitely. Maybe they'll get him back. Maybe they won't. And if he does come back, depending on how they do, it's either going to be for a playoff chase or, or not. You know, we don't know what they're going to do. But I just don't understand why, why you wouldn't, you know, let him. Why not? I mean, Tom Brady wasn't built in the day. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I so I, I, I was a, uh, I was a little disappointed on Thursday because um, <laughs> my Bears, my Bears, uh, defensively played well. Offensively, whew, yeah, it it didn't blow over that well. But it's okay. We're still going ten and four. I'm sorry, twelve and four. That's still in my mind. Ray Reagan can hate all, all she wants to. Y'all, that but means they least, can only lose three more games. Look, and we're not we're not winning the next game. We gonna go on like a four game win streak. You gonna see y'all gonna be like KT was right. I'm gonna be like I know I was right because I felt it. I predicted this. That's what we do. We predict these sort of things. Now Reagan, on the other hand, she can hate because she she doesn't she she and some hater were trying to hate on my quarterback. First of all, I can give Reagan a little bit of leeway because she has Drew Brees. But if Dak Prescott is your quarterback, I don't want to hear you come for me at all because y'all are barely in a better boat and better situation we are. The only thing that y'all got better is y'all running back, and that's all. Other than that, no Cowboys fan could throw no shade at me, but watch I get a lot of tweets from Cowboys fans this week, and I'm going to just direct them to, to Reagan. Reagan can handle all of those. Oh, send them, send them my way, because do y'all play the Cowboys this year? I would have to look. I do not. I'm not sure, but I know we play you, and we're going to beat y'all. That's we, play the Cow- we, we play the Cowboys again this year, and we're looking for revenge. So go ahead and send them my way, because I got a couple <laughs> of them. Look, 
I don't know if, if anybody watched uh, Reagan Saints do, but they like they did business, but they almost lost. I don't know if anybody watched that game. Funny story. So I was at work when that game was on, right? And this dude in the break room, we was watching that game, but he turns the game off and starts watching Divorce Court. Like, bro, <laughs> don't nobody want to watch this. We're in here trying to watch Monday Night Football, and you're watching the Divorce Court? Really? Don't We don't want to watch that. And the thing is, he wasn't even watching Divorce Court. I think he was just trying to troll. But I was able to watch the game on my phone. Thank you, 2019 and technology. But that game was crazy. Honestly, I thought once Deshaun Watkins threw that touchdown to Kenny Stills, it was over for y'all. I did not see y'all coming back. So that game was uh, real stressful for me. Definitely went into it. My coworkers always ask me, you know, how I'm feeling about the Saints and how I'm feeling about each game. Definitely went into the game with some concerns with the defense. They proved me right Mm -hmm. because our secondary is trash. Um, Masuda. (laughs) But – I, I do think that we could pick it up. They they show some glimpse where, you know, they have some things thrown together. I will say I am very, very, very impressed. Well, I was very impressed with our offensive line. Held J.J. Watt to squat. Zero. Yeah, Zilch. That's, that's, that's a tough uh, matchup right there. So, very impressed with them on that. Um, but I, I, our offense started out a little slow. But you... I mean, we, you know, it's a long season. We'll say that we don't have that long uh, to get our stuff together on defense because we go to L.A. next week and we play the Rams. I, I can't wait to see Jared Goff throw all over your secondary. Oh, well, I can't wait to see that. Jared, Jared Goff is my quarterback in fantasy, and I am honestly thinking about benching him. Just because he's don't, don't, nah, don't 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 do <laughs> don't do your team like that. You gotta be fair. You see, look, you you know how we just talked about tanking. You see what Reagan's about to do. Okay, she's I'm willing not, to tanking. tank. That's you're not, willing. You're quarterback. Who's your quarterback? Derek Carr, and he actually had a better. Oh Lord, than Jared Goff. Do y'all hear this? He had Derek, a better than Jared Goff. Yeah, Derek Carr actually did play well. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, because. Even Todd Gurley didn't do well in fantasy this week. Exactly. But do you know what this? You, she's about to let Jared Goff sit on the bench to put in Derek Carr because she is so bitter about her secondary being so trash. I would never. I would never. I'm leaving my Bears defense in until the wheels fall off. I would never do y'all like, you see this? That's not loyal. You that see what he, loyal. That is not loyal. I'm going to sit no, Jared or, Goff. Or, or, you, or you can think about it as this. I think our secondary is going to pick it up. And we gonna make Jerry Golf have have a bad game. I'm predicting Jerry Golf to have a bad game, so I'm gonna put him on my bench. I mean, Cooper Cup is about to run all over your secondary. Yeah, I agree. If Anyways, that's if that's I, what you I don't mean, have time. I don't have time for you today, Chris. If that's what you mean by listen, listen, y'all almost let time run run out. Lucky Deshaun Watson was throwing a bomb. I will say that Deshaun Watson needs better protection from his O line because. He got completely destroyed on that touchdown pass. He yes. was he was laid out, and I honestly thought he was hurt. I thought, like, that. I know you said you hope he could stay healthy for the whole season. I hope so, too. But if his O-line keeps letting things like that happen, I don't he see won't. it, to be honest with you. And yeah. I don't, don't want to jinx an injury or risk injury because that's not the kind of person I am. But just looking at what we've looked at and seeing what we know from the past few years about how bad their O-line was – Dude's too good of a quarterback to not be playing. And I know Reagan's going to bring this up. We uh, passed on Deshaun Watson for Mitchell Trubisky. But Trubisky, listen, bro. hey, 
Don't disrespect my quarterback. <laughs> don't get enough. Me and Ray can go. You gonna you gonna hear us fight on air one day? She keep disrespecting my quarterback. She just mad because her quarterback's like forty and probably got a year left. It's what cool. am I mad about though? It's cool. We look. We're one and zero right now. For now, you're going we're three and thirteen. Right now. You're going three and thirteen. <laughs> You're going three and thirteen. I said it first. I'm just bitter. They're not gonna go three and thirteen. If they did go three and thirteen, I'll be surprised. It's just I gotta hear this from her and my dad because my dad's a Saints fan. He called me after the game to laugh. You know what it's like to get laughed at by a Saints fan because the Bears lose. That was that. I almost hung the phone up on him, and that's my dad, y'all. He has no love for me because I'm a Bears fan. You see how this is? This this is really sad, but. The other sad thing is dating a person who's not a sports fan at all. So I brought this up because it's like, first of all, let me backtrack. We're about to keep it 100 before I before I keep going. We're about to keep it 100 before I keep going. And you guys really like this segment. So we're going to keep it 100. We're going to keep it going. So like I was saying, dating a person who's not a sports fan. I brought this up because... I'm kicking it with somebody or whatever, you know, y'all, y'all too nosy. Y'all don't got to know who, and they're not a sports fan. So it, it like, in my mind, I've, I've only de- dealt with people who are sports fans. So I'm kind of like, this is new. It can possibly be done, but I want to hear from Reagan. Could you date a person who wasn't a sports fan? Ooh, that's a loaded question. Now I'm just playing. So, uh, <laughs> The person that I am actually um, dating right now, they aren't the biggest sports fans out there. Um, now, she she watches football. She's a Patriots fan. Uh, yes, I, I know, I know. But she's from that area, so I gave her a Ooh, Tom Brady. <laughs> how you? How, she's a Tom Shady fan. I could she, never. She's, she's from the Northeast, man. So I, I, I got to give her a pass. That. I got to give her a pass. I understand that, but Tom Shady... Out of but, all the quarterbacks. But she's not one of those annoying, you know, Patriots fans. So I think that's why that's why that doesn't bother me as much. But no, she's not really into sports. Um honestly, I mean she can probably really care less about it. But <laughs> you know, she she's she sits down, she watches, you know, the WNBA with me. She wants to know my favorite players, she wants to know what's going on. Uh, we actually sat down and we watched football early Sunday morning, so that was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, she's uh, she's just not really into sports, but she she loves to watch them with me uh, just because she can ask me questions and really get an understanding of what's going on. Uh, but yeah, it's it's different. It's definitely different. It took me a while to get used to, but now that I'm in it, I mean, I wouldn't trade it for the world to be honest. I mean. It's definitely something that we'll get, you know, that we'll be needing to get used to. But the thing is, it's like when something cool and sportsful happens, I have people who I talk to, but I can't go to them like, oh, my God, that's what happened. Because they're just going to be like, I don't see the significance about what it is that you're talking about. So, yes, it's AB went down. I was literally in the car with her and I was just like, yo, this happened, this happened, this happened. She was like, oh, OK. And as soon as I was just like, oh, he's going to go to the pets. She that's what sparked her interest, and she was just like, "No, you're lying." So, but oh, no, I, I get you. I get you. See, for you, that's that that's a little bit better because at least when you said the Patriots, she's like, "Oh yeah, that's my team." But like, you know, with with this person, I can't be like, 
oh yeah, Antonio Brown's going to the Patriots. He's just gonna be like, oh, I guess. But like, what am I supposed to say? So it's one of those things where it's like, all right, like I, I understand, but it, it does it does leave you open to to talk about new things outside of sports, which is cool. But at the same time, it's just like. I, I even want to go to a career that's based around sports. So it's, for me, it's kind of just like, you know, this is what I like. This is my life. But I, I mean, I'm willing to open my mind to other conversations. Yeah, it's it's definitely hard at first. Like when I first was getting to know her and figured that out. Because everyone I've dated before, they've been deep into sports. Like that's that was how our relationship started. But um Yes, it's it's definitely hard at first, but at, at the end of the day, it opens your mind to other topics, and um, I mean, you you never know. You could teach them a little something, and they could teach you a little something. So no, I mean, he he can't he can't even hit me with the line with the one on one line. Like <laughs> I I can't even hit him with that line because he's he was like, oh, I'm so bad at basketball, and I'm like, well, there goes that. Like I can't even. <laughs> You can't even do that that terrible line that people get. So it's just like, well, I mean, what what, what do you, what do you like to eat? Like you just got to go to different avenues. Yeah, no, I get it. Um, trying to stay on that same kind of staying on that same topic. So I don't know if you've seen all the stuff about Jamel Hill on Twitter, uh, but she pretty much said that if black players chose to go to HBCUs, then it would build the community back up. Now, of course, she got a lot of backlash on that comment, but uh, how do you feel about her, quote, unquote, encouraging black athletes to think about going to HBCUs instead of Power 5 schools like Duke or North Carolina? Well, first and foremost, I'm a big Jamel Hill fan. I, I like what she stands for. Um, she's probably one of my top five people of color, especially women of color who do sports journalism. Um, I understand what she's getting at because – you could kind of liken this to what's going on with the NFL and the social justice is- issues. A lot of these owners and coaches and all that stuff, they kind of just treat their players like, like ball-headed stepchildren. They they just want them to come and do their job and that's it. They don't want them talking about anything outside of football. They don't want them breathing any kind of light on anything outside of football. So I feel what she's saying. So I understand what she's saying. Like a lot of these HBCUs could be making probably an ample amount of money based off of, as we know, their football teams alone. Football teams is what brings in a lot of money for a lot of these schools. And a lot of HBCUs don't have as much money for anything. They're just not making the revenue. So if you're a talented player, scouts are going to find you. Um, I know a lot of people don't think that, but if you're super talented, scouts are going to find you. A lot of people these days, especially younger kids, they go to schools because of a name. They don't go to schools because of the skill level. They hear, for example, they hear a school like UConn and they're like, oh, I want to go there because UConn's dominant in women's basketball. Or like they hear a school like um, like Florida for football and they're like, oh, I want to go there because Florida can make some noise instead of going to a place that actually fits them. And I think that's another problem too is that we condition a lot of these young black athletes to go to a place that has a name instead of going to a school that's better for them and a school that could possibly still get them the same type of, uh, interest from scouts and, and all these other players. So I can understand that because once you get these great athletes going to these HBCUs, then you'll start getting more money and more revenue for for facilities and and other things like that. Yeah, I, I agree with everything that you said. I also agree with, you know, what Jamil was saying. Um, let's take Zion, for example. 
Isaiah went to Howard, and I'm just saying Howard because it's one of the more known HBCUs. Uh, of course, there are a lot of different uh, different ones out there. But if Zion went to Howard, ESPN and everyone else would have followed Zion there because guess what? People watch sports to see the top athletes. And Zion still would have been the first, you know, pick in the NBA draft. That's just how it works. That's just how it is. All it takes is one athlete. One or two at all it takes is one or two athletes to say, I'm gonna go to this school, I'm gonna turn this program around. And everyone else will follow. That's very true. So, yes. If Zion and I'ma just say someone else went to a HBCU. Like R.J. Baird or yeah, somebody like Yeah, like R.J. Baird or somebody like that. If they would have went to HBCU, guess what? Others would have followed this, this following year. Now, I understand that HBCUs don't have the facilities that, you know, other power five schools have well that's part of the issue that is definitely part of the issue why go somewhere that's not going to get you the exposure or give you the flashiness of the power five school so i think that's the issue of its own but you know i they're they're definitely getting i (laughs) it would be interesting to see what would happen to the power five schools if this were to happen like, if well, that change was, were to happen. Well, we kind of know what will happen. Um, they're just going to start pumping more money into those 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 schools. Like, we see it happen, even though we know a lot of HBCUs are under the NCAA blanket. But the NCAA is going to put money into schools that they feel like they can get the most money from, which is unfortunate because you have a lot of these great lower-level D- D1s that probably have some of the greatest athletes in the world, but we don't know about it because the NCAA is not really pushing that, those schools like that. So they're basically, they, they're just going to try to p- find a way to bring more money to those Power 5 schools. They're, they're going to just say, okay, we're losing, you know, fan bases in this. Let's just do what we can to get more money up because we all know the NCAA does whatever they can to get money anyway. We know that they do whatever they can to to try to make as much money off of these athletes without giving them anything. And I have, you know... Yeah, yeah, I hit I hit a nerve. That's, that's... I hit a nerve with Reagan on that one. Outside of scholarships, I'm I'm talking outside of scholarships because education is, is is key. But I'm I'm speaking on terms of like the athletes who play football. Who, as we all know, football is doesn't really have the longest shelf life of sports. But just those athletes, like the ones who some of them who go to bed hungry, some of them who don't have money to pay for certain things. That that's what I'm talking about. And like I said, we're definitely gonna have to talk about this on the next episode because I struck a nerve. I struck some nerves with Reagan. We might end up fighting on that episode. Like it, it's it's gonna be serious. Y'all KT just made me hot. Like <laughs> <laughs> no yeah. but but seriously, that's that's definitely to come on episode four, um, because we're we're gonna need a minute to talk about that. I'm, yeah, I, I definitely yeah, do it, not. It, college it, athletes it, should be paid. Some I, tables gonna be shake. No, I don't think college athletes should be paid. And if you want to know why, I feel free to hit me up on Twitter. Feel free. Feel free to yell at her. If, if you have my number, feel free to give me a call, FaceTime, whatever you can do, because I I have my degree in sports business management. Uh, this was one of my um, big project topics while in school, so I did a lot of research, and I am willing to 
let you share with you, you know, the information that I found and why I think they shouldn't be paid. Now, of course, there are some people out there like KT who think differently, and that's fine. But at the end of the day, numbers don't lie. And <laughs> you, y'all know how y'all know how they say when you are on a date with somebody that you talk, you don't talk about religion and uh like taxes and and political beliefs this is a situation you don't talk with reagan about because she's gonna (laughs) get living and get hot like you don't bring up (laughs) college athletes getting paid like this is that that goes in that category because reagan would just be like and another thing like she's gonna keep (laughs) she's gonna keep it coming but the thing is i said all that to say like there's some things that reagan has about that topic that i agree with and then there's some things i don't agree with but at the end of the day like i said Y'all got to tune in because I feel like that may be the end of our podcast, as you know, because we're going to be fighting. No, it's all good, though. It's cool to have different opinions. But, yeah, it's it's that's a touchy subject. It's, it's a touchy subject, and it's definitely something that I think um, most people will agree with you on. But, you know, it is what it is. And uh, <laughs> definitely got to tune in to episode four because it's going to be juicy. <laughs> Well, um, we are coming to the end here of this lovely podcast. And I just want to thank everybody again for listening. And don't forget that you guys can find us on Twitter at UnwantedPod. That's the the podcast Twitter. Now, if you want to blow us up personally, my personal Twitter is PupTent10, P-U-P-T-E-N-T-10. Again, for the people in the back, P-U-P-T-E-N-T-10. And look, applications, it's cuffing season. Applications might be coming to a close, you know, um, y'all hit, hit me with your best pickup line and then maybe y'all consider you know you gotta give me with a good one I, I, it, all the ones that I don't want I'm just gonna weed them off to Reagan and she can throw them away or whatever I'm gonna I'm I'm let y'all know that y'all pickup lines were straight garbage <laughs> straight how do you garbage. know straight how garbage. do you know nobody, nobody even hit nobody with it oh, somebody hit you with a pickup line no, 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 no. I was about to say. (laughs) I was about to say. I was like, I didn't know that. But yeah, I mean, you know, don't be afraid to interact with us. We like that. Uh, We don't bite. We embrace it. So, um, why y'all let it before KT forget my Twitter name because she's a hater? Yeah. Hit me up on Twitter. (laughs) Hit me up on Twitter at rap underscore rap 24. Once again, that is underscore rap 24 yeah i mean just hit us up don't be afraid um if you troll and ask trolly questions we probably won't answer them but i mean i probably will because i'm like i i I probably will but (laughs) but yeah i mean just hit us up thank you again for tuning in to to episode three and episode four is going to be what they call it they call it big lit lit as people as the young kids say i'm i'm young but i'm not like that young so i don't know all this little language i'll be keeping up with but yeah, I mean, thank you again, and, and we out here. All right, y'all. Remember, let your mamas listen, let your baby's mamas listen, and let your brother's mamas listen. We out. <laughs>